You know, it used to be so common to make fun of people who would post food pictures on Instagram, but now it's really become a work of art. A good food picture can really generate a lot of engagement. And now even restaurants are changing the way that their food is presented, knowing the customers are going to photograph it. Even their lighting has been altered because you know that it's likely going to end up on social media. But if you imagine when you're scrolling your feed and you're seeing pictures of food. Which are the ones that you're most drawn to? It's probably the unhealthier options that get the most clicks and the most engagement. So, can changing your mindset draw you more towards healthy options? Well, our next guest studied this. He's an associate professor of marketing at St. Mary's University. Dr. Ethan Panzer is joining the show. Dr. Panzer, thanks so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. Thanks very much for having me, Chelsea. First of all, I just want to know why you wanted to study this, whether it's it's healthy food versus unhealthy food, and just what's getting the most engagement. Why dive into this? Yeah, in terms of the background motivation, I always found it fascinating that people's feeds were just filled with pictures of food that you couldn't eat. Yeah. Uh, and so I was just really always fascinated by like why why are we why do we have the desire to post these things? What is the engagement looking like on the different kinds of foods? Um, just to really kind of understand you know the underlying consumer psychology motivations for doing this kind of what I think is an interesting form of behavior. Yeah, I think foodie culture has really taken off. Maybe for the better or for the worse, as we're going to find out. But let's just talk about what performs better? Is it is it pictures of unhealthy food versus healthy food? What are we really drawn to as users? What gets the most results? Yeah, so I mean, one of the, I guess the background on this is, you know, one of the more prevailing beliefs that you kind of like, you know, link to the commonly held beliefs from food bloggers and trend watchers is that consumers are really craving more of this health conscious content. You can think about this as calorie-like dishes like salads. Um, and there's a lot of anecdotal evidence for this, right? So, you know, on Instagram, there's millions of posts and dedicated hashtags on eating clean, healthy foods, clean eating. Um, BuzzFeed's Tasty, which is the world's largest digital food network, is featuring, you know, healthy eating sections. TikTok has accounts like, you know, hashtag salad lab, which is garnering millions of followers. And so really these trends have also been discussed in mainstream media like New York Times. And so it, it kind of taken together, it seems like there's this broad array of stakeholders uh, that are creating this healthy food content, putting it out on social media, and are really banking on consumers to engage with it. And when we say engage, that we're kind of talking about these interactions like liking, commenting, sharing. But unfortunately, we kind of we know from some of our recent research on social media engagement, it's suggesting the opposite's actually true. And so this idea that people are actually more likely to like, comment, and share unhealthier calorie-dense foods. And so you can think about this in terms of foods like saturated fats, really high in saturated fats like butters, oils, cheeses, meats, all these kind of great features to give foods that are juicy, chewy, creamy, sensory experiences, or even sugars like you know candies, cakes, and cookies that give foods their, their sweet experience. Why? Why is it? Why do they perform better? Is it this? Is it foodie culture that's really taken off? And so we celebrate things that are maybe a little bit more unhealthy, more complex, more beautiful to look at. Gastro posting was for a really long time very popular. Why is it that we're drawn to some something that's more unhealthy? Yeah, so I mean, this, you know, the, the celebration of junk food idea, I think a lot of it kind of you can draw back towards, you know, research in evolutionary psychology um, that kind of says, you know, we've evolved to feel good when we see calorie-dense foods. And so you can think about this from a hunter-gatherer perspective where, you know, in a time where it was really, you know, reliable, really available food was not as abundant as it is today, um, people were really visually attuned to what is and not only what is and is not edible, um, but what's more valuable to eat. And so in some sense, what has more nutrients, what is more calorie-dense? Hmm. And so with this 
evolutionary perspective, we, we kind of think, you know, finding and eating calorie-dense foods can make people feel good. This is the response that was once beneficial for survival and, you know, our thriving. And so what this actually kind of means is people evolved to what they call like affectively processed foods. So processing food stimuli, visual food stimuli, with our feelings. And we can kind of refer to this as an eat what makes you feel good heuristic. And then beyond that, you know, social, sorry, sorry, and social media engagement itself, you know, liking, commenting, sharing, is fundamentally intertwined with aspect, like these feeling good. So put simply, you know, the, the positive content experiences, things that make us feel good, are more likely to be shared, receive engagement, and go viral. So putting those things together, seeing calorie-dense food media can make people feel happy, which increases engagement with that content. It's so much more complex than I would have thought that, <laughs> that it is, and it yeah. goes back so much to our evolution just as human beings. But is this bad for us? I mean, is it just normalizing really unhealthy food habits because we're seeing so much of it, we're exposed to it? Yeah, I, th- I think the normalizing part is a really fascinating question. And so we can we can think about this from, you know, the operating principles of social media and, you know, our understanding of food influence, sorry, social influences over food consumption. And I think it would really have, you know, several undesirable in- implications. And I, I think kind of broken down into three points. The first is that, you know, social media uh, rank order algorithms are fundamentally designed to promote content that receives more engagement. So, you know, it's really likely that unhealthy content that is getting more of these interactions are having us reach amplify. And so in that landscape, healthy food is struggling to get views and engagement necessary to potentially survive in the marketplace. So one of them is kind of a function of the algorithm. The second, I think with higher engagement and reach metrics for these unhealthy foods, people who are creating these content, the people who are running these channels and accounts, may gradually shift or more radically shift their content to be unhealthier just to be able to stay competitive in that marketplace. And then the third kind of ties more closely to actual eating behavior uh, in the sense that more exposure to unhealthy foods, consumer perceptions of what is considered actually normal may actually be skewed towards unhealthy. Hmm. And, you know, we, we know we know this based on our understanding of social influences in terms of the normalization of food. Social influences can actually shape our actual eating behavior. It depends who we're eating around. We'll actually kind of dictate what we choose. So, you know, taken together, when you kind of put all these concerns together, you know, the majority of North Americans are using social media, food-related content pages are the most popular on social media and food choices that we, we know are already made by social cues. So when you kind of blend those things together, I don't think it's surprising that it would kind of, you know, help normalize unhealthy eating habits. And so is there a workaround or do we just accept that this is normal and this is our state of our mind when it comes to approaching food on social media? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope, and so, and so that's kind of what, what kind of catalyzed the, the current research. And so that this idea is that, you know, um, gauging the benefits of healthy food is instinctively more difficult because we have this, uh, you know, eat what makes you feel good kind of default based on, you could say, evolutionary psychology. And so, you know, similar why it's challenging to eat well and maintain a healthy lifestyle, you don't naturally get this warm feelings in your belly from looking at healthy food media, you know, calorie light media. Right. And so really, you know, this, this evolutionary, evolutionarily feeling positive seeing calorie light food goes against this default process and it doesn't make you feel happy as seeing calorie dense foods and so one of the things we really kind of needed to figure out is is there a way to override or, or shift something away from that default affective mindset in terms of kind of uh, viewing and eating what, what looks good and so we dug into the literature and kind of uh, examined this idea of, of, you know, one way to overcome this affective or feelings-based process is to induce what, what they call a calculative mindset, in some sense, shifting people's mindset. 
And there's really a rich history in psychology in terms of what they call dual process models that shows people kind of tend to evaluate things in one of two ways. One is with our feelings, and the other is through, you know, more calculative or more thinking processes. And in some sense, activating this calculative mindset can reduce our reliance on feelings, and we can assess what's in front of us in a more, you know, deliberate and thoughtful way. Or just accept the fact that we like looking at junk food and that that might just perpetuate our, our proponency towards it. Dr. Panzer, that's all the time that we do have with you. I know we could probably keep going on this for quite some time, but really appreciate your research and uh, and uh, your perspective on this. Awesome. Thanks, Chelsea. Appreciate it. Of course. Take care. Dr. Ethan Panzer is Associate Professor of Marketing at St. Mary's University talking about our mindset and how it could, if we really are in tune to it, make healthy food more alluring on social media.